that's exactly what I said. Do you have like peas, but like pre-mushed so that they're not mushy? And Ray was sitting there and was just like, you could ask just for peas. And I was like, no! I know I could. I know that. I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. Did I do it? Did I do the funny? <laughs> now you just think I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I like bees, see bees live in colonies, fuzzy MCs with a singer for emergencies, cooperate to pollinate, never work alone, just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. We're in Bethnal Green, London. We just finished a four day, four night stay with our friend Han, just off Canary Wharf in Limehouse. And she was an incredible host. She was super generous in welcoming us into our home. And in hindsight, thinking about it now, like looking at stays and how much everything actually costs in London, she really saved us a lot of money too. I didn't really like, it hadn't really registered for me. Mm. London's freaking expensive. Mm. The night that we got here, we had just done like the... The live action escape room from London, or from Lyon. The escape from France. Yeah, the live action escape room spontaneous escape room and we got here fortunately we got here on Han's day off actually so she was able to meet us during the day so basically we got in to Heathrow took all of the trains that we needed to take over to her place she had a spontaneous <clears throat> meeting so we ended up going to the yurt cafe which was like just like three minutes away from her place it was a sweet little place uh, it felt a lot like Vancouver yeah it was really really nice Actually, the whole Limehouse area felt a lot like Vancouver. Like, mm, between yeah. like, the Yurt Cafe and where Han was, it was all like brick on the waterfront, and it felt a lot like... False Creek area. False Creek area. Yeah, it had super Vancouver vibes. We got Oyster Cards on the way through the, the tube network. And then we were told that they like nobody uses Oyster Cards except for like tourists, and we're like, okay, well, good. Because that's what we are. Yeah, nobody uses Oyster Cards anymore because now you can just tap your visa. But they've served us well. We only have one WISE card and we can't tap it for both of us. So So might as well just use the WISE card to fill yeah. up our Oyster Cards. And on the night that we got in, kind of had a shower from our long, sweaty travel day. Yeah. And then... We ended up going to <clears throat> The Narrow, which is a Gordon Ramsay restaurant just on Narrow Street. And... I really enjoyed myself there. Ray made a good point. He's like, it says it's called the Narrow by Gordon Ramsay. He's like, I don't really know how much involvement Gordon Ramsay yeah, has, I don't, yeah. <laughs> except for like licensing the name. I'm sure at some point he must have put a seal of approval on their menu. Yeah, it was that's kind probably of his thing. just one of his chefs that he handpicked, and like you know, he's just like, Here, yeah, have this place that's mine. You can run it. You can be the executive chef for a while. Probably. And it was right on the Thames, which was nice, and it was a beautiful mm. view. And Han and Ray were a lot of fun, actually. We, They took us out for dinner there, and we had a couple drinks, a couple pints. Yeah, came back to Han's place just to change and get Freshen situated for, for the evening. Ray and I had a cheeky little uh, snoot of Johnny Walker. Yeah, and then we headed over to Canary Wharf to do a little pub crawl. Yeah, check out some downtown action. Well, I say downtown, but Canary Wharf is like a secondary financial district, I understand. Yeah. It was quite urban and quite, I don't know how to put it, like I don't want to say posh, but it was like, you know, young professional. 
there was like a lot of people like us if we were in our real lives with our real clothes and real identities <laughs> again it felt a lot like vancouver yeah yeah we had a blast like trying to get into <laughs> Ray's trying to sweet talk his way past the bouncers to get in like the back way into these bars because there was a huge lineup at the front it was a lot of fun Ray was a lot of fun mm-hmm. he had so much energy he's such a character yeah and it was nice to hang out and drink I think we were pretty tired from our long travel day but appreciating now that Han only had a few days off and like I'm sure it took a lot out of her to spend her days off entertaining us absolutely I I did really have a good time yeah the next day (laughs) uh, so we we stayed out pretty late by our standards yeah we stayed out pretty late and then we ended up just being like you know what we could go for a little snack and we went to this place that was coined the dodgy chicken place by Ray and Han (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty dodgy. It was actually pretty dodgy, but it was nice because it felt safe in there. Like even though it was more so like the chicken itself yeah, was pretty dodgy. Because it was such a little hole in the wall <laughs> that was clearly like not part of a franchise. It was just a couple guys that ran it yeah. and like fried chicken. And when we got inside, they had like their case was full of ready-made fried chicken, and we ordered a bucket, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna make it for you fresh." And that kind of made me nervous. I was like, well, what's wrong with the chicken that looks like it's ready? Like, why, do you, why are you not comfortable serving us the chicken that's in your display case? Yeah. It was super good, though, honestly. I remember Ray was like, if you're sure, if you're positive. like, Yeah, can't and, believe you're getting a bucket. Because, yeah. yeah. And Han kept saying that when they go for fried chicken, they only get, like, one piece because they're, like, fairly health conscious. Yeah. And then Jess and I roll up and we're like, we want a family-sized bucket. Just a bucket, for- please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't give a fuck. 12 pieces of chicken, please and thank you. <laughs> it was for eleven ninety nine pounds though, for 12 pieces of chicken, a liter of pop, and two things of fries, so. Pop we didn't even drink. Yeah. Yeah. But not too bad, not a bad deal. I, I um, don't know if the cheap price makes me feel better or worse though, honestly. Like that... That was that place was dodgy. Like, it was a bit dodgy. It was yeah. a bit dodgy. But we when made, we were sitting in there, we made there, a new friend. Yeah, there was this old man who came in, sat right beside me, because I was just in a booth by myself. When we Jess were, says by herself, to be clear, this place is like the size of a, a a public washroom. So, like by herself in a booth means she was like five feet away from us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I wasn't very far. Um, and this old guy came and sat down right beside me. He ordered a pizza, and I specifically remember his pizza. He wanted ham, pineapple, tomato sauce, no cheese. That's it. Ham, pineapple, tomato sauce. And I remember striking up a conversation with him because I was like, you don't want cheese on your pizza? And he was just like, nah, I don't like the taste of cheese. And of course he's doing this in like a really like oldie, like British accent. But I, I can't. He was like an old cockney geezer. Like, I can't... I'll try to find a sound clip that captures it, but it was like... And there was a young lad, you know, and I heard him speaking, so I said, where do you come from? So he said, London. I said, I know you do. I said, but whereabouts in London? He said, Bethnal Green. I said, I knew that. It was so thick, we could barely understand what the fuck he was saying. Oh, I understood what he was saying. It was so thick, I could barely understand what the fuck he was saying. (laughs) But yeah, he he was actually really, really fun to talk to. He just you know, had been drinking as per usual. And this is around like 1am. And so when we were just hanging out there, he started, of course, talking to me, asking me where we're staying, how my day's going, where are we originally from. He 
legitimately was just like, oh, you're not from here? And I was like, no. And he was just like, oh, you sound like you're from here. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I have zero accent whatsoever. But okay, cool. Basically, that means you don't sound Scottish. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And he's like, I just came from a gay bar down the street. Yeah. I'm I'm straight, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're telling it wrong. You tell it. Okay, so I was sitting there, and when he was just like, oh, well, like, where are you from? Where are you guys coming from? You know, and I said, you know, we just came from Canary Wharf, just did a little bit of pub crawling, and he was just like, oh, me too. I've been spending my night doing that. And I was like, oh, yeah, where at? And he started listing a whole bunch of places, and then he said, but I just came from a gay bar. It's, it's really nice. It's just in the back. And I was just like, okay. And, he, and I was like, that's, that's, that's nice. And he's like, oh, but I'm, but I'm straight though. <laughs> you know, it just gives me a little wink. And I'm like, okay, no problem. I was just like, I'm, I'm not judging. Like, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Right. And he's just like, whatever floats their boat. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, he was, he was very sweet. And, uh. And quite old and, and quite non-threatening old. as well. Like. Yeah, it was so funny. He was like talking and talking, and then by the time that we were leaving, uh, he, he made a little comment about how I was Ray's girl, and you know, Chris in all of his glory comes up and he goes, "She's my girl." And, I? Yeah, I don't remember that. And like the old guy's just like, "All right, whatever you say, man." <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and then I, I, I just tapped the guy on the shoulder and I was like, we're, um, like, I'm going to need you to get up cause, cause we're, we're heading out. And he's just like, Oh yeah, anything for you, anything for you. So it was really nice, but it was such an interesting experience and I loved it so much because it's been a while since, you know, you go out with a group of people, have a few drinks, get home for 2am and just eat and chat and yeah. meet strangers. Han was our first friend from home that we've encountered abroad on this trip. And coincidentally, we were also Han's first friends from Canada that came and saw our new flat or her new life in London. And honestly, it felt like a pretty good life. Like, I could imagine. I mean, it felt a lot like home. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But it's a life that I would totally want. In London? I mean, it's not worse than Vancouver. Like, it's not. You know what I mean? Like. You old London isn't interesting to me because it's only like a couple hundred years old from like the industrial revolution. Most of the buildings is the part that is interesting to me is London as a modern international city, which is why I wanted to go see the financial district. And like, I could imagine living like a modern life here, but as a tourist, it's not super interesting to me. Oh, so, so basically what you're saying is you could see yourself living a life where Han was living. Yeah. Like in a flat, you know, by the wall, like it's, it's fairly comfortable. There are drawbacks, and I'm I'm gonna say sorry in advance to Ed and Daisy, our British friends here, who are undoubtedly going to be very emotionally invested in whatever comes next here. Uh, and so I apologize, but there are drawbacks. Uh, namely, I think food regulations are a little more lax here than they are in Canada. Like the quality of the food in the grocery store seems a bit questionable. That's one thing. Maybe I'll maybe we can not talk about all this. <laughs> You talk about the nice things. <laughs> Why? We shit on France and Celine and Yannick were listening. 
We didn't shit on France. I was still being diplomatic about Okay, well, that. I shit on France, and Celine and Yannick were listening. I mean, you start with the negative, because that's what you see first, and then you build up to the positive, because, you know, by the end of it, you've, you've come to appreciate. You've come to appreciate, grow to love. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a um, arranged marriage. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so that was in our first couple days, like, I made dinner one night for Han and Jess and I. Mm, yeah, some truffle mash. And we went to a couple markets. Han and Ray also took us to, was it Burroughs? Yeah, Borough Market. Borough Market. Uh, Camden. Camden Market. I think Borough Market under the bridge was like a big like food a market. Like a big, giant food market. Yeah, that was super awesome. We were so lucky to have guides around the city. That's another thing that we hadn't had in the other places. Yeah, it's been such a different experience being able to just like know where you're going, get immersed in the sort of like touristy, awesome things that people definitely want to see, mm-hmm. um, like right from the get go. But also going to Canary Wharf, like that wouldn't have been something that we would know to do. No, at Borough Market, we were there around lunchtime with the intrepid Ray guiding us through the throng, and we kind of split up for everybody to go to their own little kiosk. There were so many different kinds of food, so everybody kind of split up to do their thing, and then we would reconvene to eat together it was so hot i remember it was still in like the high 30s or something mid 30s and it was kind of a covered area but it it was a bit like a greenhouse and i went to it was called the ginger pig and they did what's called pasties which is basically kind of like an, an english empanada like a big meat stuffed puff pastry and i got a sausage roll and a beef and veg pasty and the sausage roll was like the size of my closed fist and it was all meat. It was so dense that like I just ate that and I had to carry my other thing around for the whole rest of the day because it was just like way too much. What did you have? I don't want to talk about what I had. It was bad. The good and the bad. You got it's we're giving a gritty <sighs> first person experience here. I had a bad tie. You had it a bad sucked. a bad tie. Yeah, I had a bad time. That's I had like a, a bad time with my pad tie. That's like a t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Well, no. It's probably pricey for what you got. It was pricey for what I got. I thought it was going to be amazing, but no, it was like nine pound mediocre, less than mediocre pad thai. And for people who haven't looked at the conversion rate lately, like working in pounds is killing us. Challenging because it's like a just about a dollar fifty Canadian per pound. So whatever the price is in pounds, it's one and a half times that in CAD. So if you pay like nine, 10 pounds for a pad tie, that's $15 for like a mediocre pad tie. Um, sucks. It does suck. And everything is much everything more, sucks. <laughs> much more expensive here than it was in kind of mainland Europe in the yeah. Eurozone. Which already was, you know, which, getting to us. Well, in which it felt pricey to us because we had just come from, Italy and Spain, yeah. And Spain felt a little pricey to us coming from Italy. Italy, Yeah. Like, we started in Sicily, which is, like, the dirt cheap, like, poor cousin of the other European countries or regions. Like, Sicily was, like, the Mexico of Europe. And we started there unwittingly and slowly worked our way north into, like, nicer Italy. Okay, things are getting a bit pricier. We moved to Spain Things are still manageable, but everything's in euros. And, and then we go to France, and we're like, oh, crap. Like, it's actually things cost real money here. This is getting to be more like Canada. And then we go to 
the UK and it's like everything's one and a half times its normal cost to us. Yeah. It's a, a journey. It's been mm-hmm. a descent, a descent into poverty. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fine. We'll make it up in Asia. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we did here, Han and Ray recommended, there's this thing called the Uber boat that goes down the Thames because the Thames River goes all the way through London, which is a, a huge-ass sprawling city, and the Thames runs like from one end to the other, west-east. And the Uber boat is like a giant high-speed ferry that goes down the Thames and stops at different points along the way to take you to the sites. You basically got to see all the highlights, you know? You got from to see the, the From the water. From, like, you got to see Tower Bridge, London Eye, Big Ben. St. Paul's Cathedral. Yeah. And then that was kind of it. And the shard and, like, some yeah, of the, the, shard, the architecture. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of just, like, helped us hit those spots without actually needing to go. Get out and walk around. Yeah. Them. It helped us cross off a big part of the city. Like, ugh, there you go. Thank God. Don't have to do that. Did it. Saw it. That's how we're Don't tra- need to do it again. <laughs> That's how we're traveling now. Ugh, done. Ugh, done. Get out of here. <laughs> I want to do as little as possible while checking off as much as possible. Yeah. I'm just kidding, obviously. I hope it's obvious. I'm doing my deadpan irony that sounds like I'm being serious. That's something that I want to talk about. What? I think that I do deadpan a little too well to the point where people always think I'm completely serious about the things that I say. You've got an air about you where they're like, uh-huh, Chris wouldn't say that, you know? Like, That's my intent, but often I fail at it. Yeah, okay, uh, but with, with, with strangers, but even with people who know me, like, like even you, like, I would say something completely deadpan, like, super ironic, and... But your, the tone of your voice doesn't change. You need, like, it's not just... No, like, I know, I know, but that's, that's the joke, but I guess, I, I guess it I It has gotta... to change a bit, it just doesn't change... It, it's hard to it's hard to explain like yeah but I don't really know how like okay so for an example we were at the narrow like the Gordon Ramsay restaurant or whatever and there was this item on there that said that it came with mushy peas and my joke was do they have peas pre-mushed <laughs> like do they have non-mushy mushy peas but I said it in a way where it sounded pretty serious but you know I thought who in the world would possibly ask for that? You know, who who would who in the world would just be like, do you have non mushy mushy peas? Like somebody would just be like, do you, do you have peas? Do you have pre mushed mushy yeah, peas? Yeah, do you have? That's exactly what I said. Do you have like peas, but like pre mushed so that they're not mushy? And Ray was sitting there and was just like, you could ask just for peas, and I was like, no. I know I could. I know that. I'm trying to be funny. Yeah. Did I do it? Did I do the funny? <laughs> now you just think I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, I think you have to like make your voice go a little higher or something. Yeah, I, this, this is moments like this where I miss Sarah. Like, Sarah just, like, knows me so well huh. that, like, she'll just go along with it. She'll just be like, yeah, like, do you have, like, you know, something that's, like, not chewed like not not of chewed consistency like i can just hear her say that just like continue to can you make my steak well done but like take it off before that (laughs) are you trying to say rare 
But like, but like a well done steak, but just take it off early is what I want. Can I get it like well done, but also a little like just pink in the middle, but like close to red? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought the British were supposed to be really good at banter. Uh, they are. Just not sarcasm. No, banter takes two people who are good at banter. That's why when people are getting on, they say they had good banter together. It's not just like one person. The British are good at banter. Yeah, I know. I'm just alone (laughs) in things. Nobody gets me. We're bantering right now. Our whole podcast is literally just us bantering. We got we got good bants. Right. Yeah. Ray and I had good bants. Poor Han and Jess were just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but it wasn't even like fun banter. You guys just kept on talking about economics. Yeah. Cause Ray like w- arguing about it. It wasn't even banter. It was just like a like a grown ass, like, I'm going to have an argument with you, but it's not going to seem like an argument. It was a debate. That's, that's, how, that's how, you know, we divine the truth. Just both of them just being like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 hear, hear, hear me out, hear me out, like, the whole time. <laughs> that's, that, that, like, consisted of 70% of their conversation with one another was, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> huh. It didn't feel like that at the time. That's interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, no, like, I'm glad. So Ray works for a Swiss bank in Canary Wharf, and obviously, you know, he's, fairly well educated and he knows what's going on in the in the not just in the fi- the finance system but also like in the global economy in general and it was really nice to be able to talk about those things and like flex that part of my brain that's been dormant for so long like cuz before going on this trip that was like 85% of my personality <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't feel like you're laughing with me. (laughs) (laughs) You could be right. I may be crazy. Is that right? I don't know. What are you trying to do? It's a song. You could be right. I may be crazy. I have no idea what the song is. You've never heard that song before? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> this is bad banter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Most awkward banter. Like all set up, no follow through. Like I set them up, you watch me set them up. <laughs> Oblivious. But yeah, I, we we did talk about that for a long time and uh I don't know. It it was nice. There was a little little CPA MBA rivalry going on, which I'm very used to from my time at, uh, at BDO. <laughs> it's like, CPAs are like, I know the world because I can measure it. And MBAs are like, I know the world because I can visualize what doesn't exist yet. And it's just a funny little creative uh, tension. Yeah. You're tired of this topic. We can move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now we are no longer with Han. We've said our, our sweet goodbye to our very gracious host. And her place was super comfortable. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice introduction to London. And Han and Ray were super nice hosts and guides to this city and yeah, I made feel us, made us feel so at home and welcome yeah and got us real comfortable with the um London train lines and the metro and mm. stuff so that when we went to go for, see my friend Jenny and her partner Alex 
it was super easy for us to know what we were doing and where we were going. So thank you, Han and Ray, for contributing to our sense of, uh, I don't know. Contributing to our situation in the city. But yeah, we met up with my friend Jenny and Alex, and she's currently studying at Oxford for neuroscience. She's wicked smart. <laughs> my boy's wicked smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chuckle um, <laughs> um, yeah and we did an escape room with them which was actually so fun we can shout it out What's yeah the... clue quest clue quest you don't need to literally shout it out it's a figure of speech okay well i put it in <laughs> clue quest clue quest g-unit um we beat it there was only a 40% success rate for the first level or whatever. We um, got some hints, though. We did. We got three hints. They said that you have unlimited number of hints, but usually they have to give out around six to eight per room, and we only got three, which is amazing. Um, and, and go ahead. It's really nice, by the way, to be in an English-speaking place where we can do stuff like this. Yeah. Because, like, we weren't going to go to an escape room in France. We're like, everything's in French. We, like, ask for a hint, and we still don't know. Like, I don't know. It's a... I don't know this! <laughs> it's been really... It's been really refreshing. I, I feel a, like I have a lot more options here just because I'm not afraid of having to ask questions. And that's been yeah. so nice. It's liberated me as well to actually not be shy. Although, when we first got to London, I had a little bit of PTSD. We were like, hanging out at the Yurt Cafe before we went to go see Han. And Chris is like, do you need to use the bathroom? And I said, yes. And he's like, okay, well, just go ask them. And I felt myself get the same anxiety that I had in Italy, Spain, and in France, where I had to, like, build up the courage to, like, go and ask them, like, where is the bathroom? To talk to a local yeah, in I, their own language. Yeah, and then I realized, I was like, why am I getting super anxious to speak English? And I was like, oh, this is why. And so I, like, sat there for a good, like, two minutes, and Chris was like, are you gonna go? And I'm like, no, no, I can't. I, ca I can't ask them. And he was like, Why? they speak English, and I was like, oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, which is nice for me, too, because now I don't have to do everything anymore, because Jess would just be like, I don't want to do it. You got to do it. And, and I just, like, run away. And I'm like, I don't fucking speak Italian either. Like, I don't speak French either. Like, why do I have to do these yeah, things? Yeah, you just see me just, like, leave him wherever we were, just like, ah! Yeah. Run up into the distance. You're good at figuring stuff out, Chris. Go figure, figure this out. Go interact with that person. Tell me where it is when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the Yard Cafe. It was such like a granola coffee shop like you would find in Kitsilano. It was like so, I don't know, it actually granola. Felt, it actually felt a lot more like Tofino. Oh, yeah, maybe sort of like Tofino. Like, it was super hippie. Yeah. That's the word I was looking yeah, for. It was super like hippie. all organic, and they had like three different kinds of non-dairy milk, which was great for Jess. I had a Diet Coke. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, we went and saw The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe last night. Yeah. Which oh, was supposed forgot. to be a play, but turned out to be a um, musical. Oh, I wanted to thank Alex, Jenny's partner, who took us into King's Cross to see Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Mm. It was awesome. Okay, go ahead. We saw Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Yeah, Jess cried when Aslan died. I... Did you not? Yeah, but, like, it was, like, <laughs> one tear. 
You're not supposed to tell people. I know what happened. And I've watched the movie multiple times and read the books ever since I was a kid, but still had to cry. It was honestly all new to me. I didn't remember what? the story at all. Oh, wow. That must have been so awesome for you. Yeah. So engaging. I didn't cry, but... Yeah, no. I wouldn't expect for you to cry. No, I'm... Made of stone. I've been hurt before. The theatrics of it were pretty impressive. It was so good. Yeah. They did such a great job. The way that they used props and stuff was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Not that I've gone to a lot of live plays, but it was definitely better than the Don Quixote that we saw in Calgary that time. That's true, yeah. Yeah. It that was, was basically just a two-person monologue the entire time. Yeah, this was very creative, but it was also very musical. There were a few times, though, where something happened on stage, and I was literally like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, people would just disappear. And so I know that it's traditional in English theater to have trap doors under the stage and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they've been doing that since, like, the Globe Theater. Yeah. But I was looking, and I didn't see any trap doors and, like, because people would disappear from underneath things, but it was dark behind them. I feel like they were spirited away rather than falling through the floor. But you know how they had that fake snow all over the stage? Yeah. So, like, after the the ice witch or whatever, the ice queen disappeared, I looked at the stage where she was, and there was still fake snow on it. And I was like, if that was a trap door that had swung open, it would have been empty. The, like, fake, the fake snow, snow would have fallen, fallen through. Off. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck like i genuinely did where did she go where did she go yeah i felt like a little kid yeah <laughs> that's really it's good. like magic she's gone <laughs> what <laughs> yeah there is um this one scene where if you know the story um aslan you know dies on the stone table um spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert Oops. if anybody's about to see um <laughs> but yeah where he dies on the stone table and he's supposed to you know be like reborn because like he disappears and the stone table cracks and then aslan comes alive again and he regains all of his energy and he's more glorious than ever but anyways so the actor who dies on the stone table you know they put a cloth over him because he's all dead and stuff and the girls are crying over his body and then all of a sudden you hear the stone table crack and the girls remove this cloth has the silhouette the same silhouette of the man who is lying on the stone table propped up like you can see where his feet are where his mm. knees are where his torso is where his arms are where his head was like you can see the shape of everything and then they just remove the cloth, and he's gone. And I literally sat there, and right beside Chris, right when they, like, removed it, and he disappeared, I was, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where the fuck did he go? The children were very upset. Yeah, they were. I, I had one lady turn around and glare at me. I think the coffee got to you. You're, like, you're like perched above the microphone now, like, screaming into it. Well, it's because it's the first place that we're recording that's actually comfortable. We're yeah. recording on a bed. Usually we have, like, a table or a couch or something. And I also channeled a little bit of Aslan. Yeah, you're, you look like a lion around there. Maybe we should get you a little Bluetooth headset for recording this, and you can swing off the chandeliers, and you can do whatever you want. You'll have more energy when you're podcasting. Yeah, because we stay in places with chandeliers. <laughs> we're in the crappiest Airbnb that we've had this whole three-month trip three and some odd month trip this place is janky as fuck yeah it's basically like a warehouse that they turned into like um like housing yeah 
that they turned into that just, is, like, I dorm think, housing. I think you nailed it. That's totally what it is. But it was super hard to get anything close to downtown. Like, to get anything inside London was super difficult. The, right now, because of COVID, like, post-COVID, there's been a crazy travel boom. So not only have prices gone through the ceiling, but availability has gone through the floor. And we did find a place, but it's, like, not as nice as the places that we've been staying. It's not as nice as the place we had in France, that's for sure. The only reason this place exists is because there's nowhere to put mobile homes in Bethnal Green. Yeah. <laughs> this yep. is totally, like... Anyway, so what are we going to do today? You want to find a laundromat. I do want to find a laundromat. I finally got some shiny euro trash reflective sunglasses so now i just need my dangly george michael earrings to go with them so maybe we stop at claire's we need to get a back for your diamond studs that you took out yeah i took them out because i wanted to give chris the uh full look so that he would have little diamond studs in his ears make him look like a little backstreet boy yeah. um and then unfortunately i took them out while we were on han's deck and the backing just like fell straight through the crack and into somebody else's yard. So <laughs> um, we need to get a replacement. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll go for a walk through Victoria Park since we're right on the corner of it. Yep. And maybe go to a pub tonight for like some cheap food and beer. Yep. Something. That sounds good. And then we'll prepare for Chris's mom tomorrow. Yeah, because my mom's coming tomorrow. I'm I'm excited to treat her like a special guest on the podcast for at least one morning yeah that sounds good i'm yeah, excited think, about that i think that would be fun i think she'll just be like i don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> so cute <laughs> yeah i think it'll be fun okay i guess we will go get ready for the day thank you everybody and cheerio <laughs> i was trying to think of something to say something that they say yeah Cheerio. Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Were you mad?